0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another season of that They May All Be One podcast. And I'm Shane Sands. I'm the founder and president of the Lord's Missions Ministry, Evangelism Ministry, United in Christ Jesus. And we are back for season five. That was a welcome surprise there. (laughs) (laughs) i did not know holly um, my better half my darling wife who's sitting over there on the editing um, whatever that machine is called Uh, but yeah she's got it and she's got those good sound effects season five we've been off for a couple of months taking uh, trying to get a little r&r trying to get ourselves settled down lots of things going on in season five Every season, Holly and I encounter more and more spiritual warfare as we prepare for seasons. And in this season, just uh, as we were trying to get things settled in, immediately the Lord starts blessing Holly at her job, and they start uh, giving her more and more responsibility we have those blessings—the blessings at uh, the churches where we we worship at—and relationships that are building. But then we also uh, start having, you know, difficulties with health issues. Uh, you can pray for my back. Holly's had issues with her abdomen and her feet, and even her back and elbow. She—I uh, think I don't know it was—I can't recall, but I. Last season it hadn't happened, but Holly may have torn her bicep. And so all of this stuff has been going on. Uh, we're getting ready for a discipleship class at that church. And so there's so much going on, and everything has been pulling us different directions. And quite, quite just bluntly, it has been a struggle to get to today. And I think one of the other aspects of why is because of this, the subject matter, what we're going to be looking at this season. And it's not always going to be, you know, referencing this one word, uh, but it is going to be in this category, and that is discernment. About uh, f- what 10 years ago, 11 years ago, uh, I saw a pastor by the name of John MacArthur, he was having a sermon, and he was talking about what he believed was one of the greatest needs in the church today was discernment. And for me, I've watched over the past 10, 12, 13 years, an ebb and flow in different themes, different topics, different aspects. And discernment has seemed to start coming back to the forefront in my mind, at least. And I think today more than ever, discernment is what is really needed in the body of Christ. And when I say it, when we talk about discernment, you might have a couple of things come to your mind as to what discernment is. Well, God speaks of discernment in several different ways. And so today's introductory is going to be about what is discernment, and what can we look forward to? What is, how does God define discernment, or how does he illuminate discernment in his word? So I will begin off today with a very short word of prayer, and then we're going to jump into it, and there's a person, uh, a man of God, who has several quotes on discernment or uh, in this area that I believe are going to be really helpful And we're going to just march right on in. All right, join with me in prayer. Oh, righteous Heavenly Father, truly we need to be able to discern in this world where things are going from bad to worse, when everything is getting turned upside down and where evil is being called good and good is being called evil, where the war on your word is even at a more fevered pitch. And yet, you sit gloriously on your throne. You, who the highest heavens and all of creation cannot contain, you sit upon your throne in heaven with your son Jesus by your side. It is in the name of your son that we come before you first asking you to forgive us of our sins. Anything that would keep us from not being able to see or to hear. Forgive us We will forgive and we do forgive those who've sinned against us. Oh, may there be no obstacle, only a straight path that we would discern, that we would be able to rightly divide what you have for us regarding this word, this mentality, this heart, this mind, this spirit, that we would bring glory to you, in the honoring and exaltation of your son, Jesus, and that by your spirit. We ask this in Christ and for his sake. Amen. All right. Guy that you might have heard of in the past, Charles Spurgeon. I've mentioned him numerous times, I'm sure, in the past. But he has this one famous quote, but I got a couple of other quotes from him, and time for a quick drink of water. Hold on. Discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It is knowing the difference between right and almost right. He says again, men go after novel and false doctrines because they do not really know the truth. And then he says finally, Satan knows very well that if he comes in black, he will be discovered. But if he puts on the garb of an angel of light, then men will think he comes from God, and so will be deceived. By their fruits ye shall know them. If you, if they give you not the gospel, if they not, if they exalt not Christ, if they bear not witness to salvation through the precious blood, if they do not lift up Jesus Christ as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, have nothing to do with them. Speak as they may. Now that's a lot to take in. But I want you to go back after this, and I want you to really sit and think about those three quotes. I'll probably have those on the actual description on the podcast. So go in, take a look at it. But I want you to really think through it. And more importantly, what scripture verses are coming to your mind right now when you would have heard those? Okay, well, how is discernment defined? Well, I'm going to give you... The definitions, a couple of dictionaries, and then there's an organization called gotquestions.org. And I looked at them. They are a resource of mine. I find them by and large to be a really good resource. I'm going to share what they have to say. And then we're going to go and I'm going to actually take us into God's Word. I'm going to read some scripture to you because this is going to kind of unpack exactly what. God is telling us in his word, that's a big hint in his word about discernment. So from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. Now they had this little side thing. Discernment stresses accuracy as in reading character or motives or appreciating art. Stresses accuracy. Then the Cambridge Dictionary, the ability to judge people and things well. The Britannica Dictionary, the ability to see and understand people, things, or situations clearly and intelligently. So you you look at those, and they all have a common theme. They all talk about our ability to grasp, comprehend, to judge, uh, stressing accuracy, being able to use the different parts of your um, mentality, your intellect. So you'll see that that's from the secular world. Now, if you go into God questions, I'm just going to read what they have here, and then we're going to go further into God's word. The word discern and its derivatives are translations of the Greek word anakiro. In the New Testament, it means to distinguish, to separate out by diligent search, to examine. Discernment is the ability to properly discriminate or make determinations. It is related to wisdom. The word of God itself is said to discern the thoughts and intentions of one's heart. That's Hebrews 4.12. A discerning mind demonstrates wisdom and insight that go beyond what is seen and heard. For example, God's word is spiritually discerned. To the human mind, without the Spirit, the things of God are foolishness. <clears throat> That's 1 Corinthians 2.14. Sorry about the cough. The Spirit then gives us spiritual discernment. King Solomon was known for his power of discernment, making many wise decisions and moral judgments. 1 Kings 3, nine and 11. Christians today are to be discerning as well. Paul prayed for believers to discern what is best. Until the day of Christ, Philippians 1.10. So you you hear now the the definition from several um, secular organizations, dictionaries, and then from um, the people that got questions. Now we're going to jump in, and I'm going to bring out four aspects, four different types of discernment that's mentioned. And there's more, but I believe there is, I should say. Four that I'm going to highlight that are out of God's word. And now in, chapter, in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11-14. Concerning him, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and that you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness for he is an infant, but solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained in discerning good and evil. I've paralleled one of my favorite verses for my own, for my own personal life that go hand in hand, I believe with this and it's Ezra 7:10. For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to practice it and to teach his statutes and ordinances in Israel. One aspect of discernment, one aspect that we're going to examine is not only the study of God's word, the continually, continually studying of God's word in love obeying it, practicing it out, but then, more importantly, above that is teaching it. All three aspects, study, practice, teach, and in that order. To say I'm going to teach it and study it but not practice it, you're a hypocrite. To say that you are going to practice and study but not then teach others is to disobey the Lord Jesus in the Great Commission. If you don't have all three, you are walking in foolishness, in darkness. You might even be said in some circumstances to be contrary to God. All right, so let's look at another one, and I've got to have my first sip of coffee, mm, coffee break. Oh, that's about the best part of my weekend from all my teams getting beat up. And Holly's just sitting. Yeah! <laughs> All right, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, and another and to another the affecting of miracles and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. And this is the famous section on all the different gifts of the Spirit. There is a gift of the Holy Spirit of God in distinguishing the spirits. Now, some will tell you that this isn't something like uh, supernatural, uh, that it's just a you have the word of God so richly dwelling in you. You've had it so well memorized and studied and prayed over and inside of you that just like a person who studies forgeries or or is called in to, to detect forgeries and currency, they study the real so much that the forgery just pops out. Some will say that this is actually the ability to determine whether or not uh, it's like the Charles Spurgeon quote. Is this a person who's evilly bringing in heretical doctrine or is this truly someone of God who's bringing in truth? So that is another aspect of discernment that we'll look at. And is it true that it's just because you have the word of God so richly dwelling in you. It's not like the first one where we have, we should be teachers, you know, we're able to discern good and evil. Another aspect that we're gonna look at, another way is uh, found here in Luke chapter 12. It's also got an accompanying in Matthew 6, and I'm gonna read them both because it'll give you a, a, a good variation of what we're talking about. And starting in Luke 12, 54, and he was also saying to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, a shower is coming. And so it turns out. And when you see a south wind blowing, you say, it will be a hot day. And it turns out that way. You hypocrites, you know how to analyze the appearance of of the earth and the sky, but why do you not analyze the present time? And why do you not even on your own initiative, key word is initiative, judge what is right? In Matthew chapter six, starting in verse two, but he replied to them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, there will be a storm today for the sky is red and threatening. Do you, not, do you know how to discern the appearance of the sky, but cannot discern the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and a sign will not be given it except the sign of Jonah. To know the context around both of these sections of Scripture is important because both of these the Lord Jesus is saying, you can look at the things that are of the world, the flesh, the natural and you have the capacity to see things, see the repetitive behavior of it, and be able to make a judgment on it. But why is it you cannot see what's going on, the signs of the time, what's upon you right now? That's an a- aspect of discernment. And that, that a part about initiative, remember why don't you on your own initiative you taking the first step, you actually being the one to move in that direction. Then lastly, we have the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs, I would say, is really the way for the natural person, and I shouldn't say the natural person, but for the Christian to walk in this world on his way home. And I'm going to read the first uh, chapter one, verses one through seven. Listen to what it says. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge, and discretion, a wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel, to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So you'll see that we have several different uh, aspects of discernment being highlighted in God's word. Like I said, I believe there's others. I have to think of categories there. But these are the four ones that I want to just really highlight out to you. We got one about just your daily living. How do you, as a Christian, go go throughout the day? How should you act? How should you behave? In what role are you? Are you an employee? Are you a boss? Are you a husband? Are you a wife? Uh, Are you a child? Are you a friend? Are you a neighbor? Are you someone who's in authority? Are you in politics? All of these things God gives to us in Proverbs for every stage of life from child all the way through being an adult on how we should act and how we should teach. That's, that's God saying in his word, there are means by which I can he can give to us to discern daily how we should walk. We see the other aspect where Jesus is saying, we need to be able to discern the sign of the times. We have to know that we are in the last days. We have to understand that the time is short. We have to have that ability to discern this present and wicked, evil generation. From there, we also have to understand, we have to be able to discern between good and evil, the different spirits. We have to know how to distinguish between that which is demonic and then that which is from God. And then we also have to be able to know that discernment also comes in three steps. Study, practice, teach. When you are teaching others, you're actually teaching yourself. You're growing yourself. You have these different parts to your your walk. I'm reading in God's word. I'm in prayer but are you fulfilling, are you doing, are you walking in that manner after what you're reading in God's word? And then are you seeking the Lord to open a door so that you may share it with someone else? So now you're asking for discernment on how to pass it on so you can carry out the great commission, making disciples. So we have God in his word telling us that He is going to give to us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He is going to provide us with discernment because he loves us. And let's be even more clear. He's given us his son, Jesus. Friends, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. God gave his son to be the propitiation for our sins. How much more will he give you what is needed, his spirit, his word, to have your eyes upon his son, Jesus, that you may walk in a manner worthy of his calling and gospel. There are so many people out there today who claim to be believers, and yet they're at the best, like Hebrews, they're just not used to solid food because they're not in prayer, they're not in the word, or at worst, they're deceiving. They're deceiving and being deceived. We need discernment. We need discernment. We have gone over different seasons where those who are reading God's word have declined to an all-time low, and it is exponentially going lower, and that is because we are failing to teach the next generation. We have become so busy that we have failed in growing and sharing and teaching and walking and loving and praying Friends, the, it, it's the last days. We need to be diligent. We need to be in prayer that God would raise up others to go into his fields to, to labor, to care for the flock. We need to be saturated with the word of God. And for this season, we're going to keep the ending music that we had the last time and the same quote from Francis Schaeffer because it is absolutely applicable to this season. We're going to be looking at different aspects of discernment for this season. They may cover from uh, looking at the end times. What do we see going on in the world? We may cover things like the vaccine or you know, different parts about identity, self-identity. We may be looking at wars and rumors of wars or famines. We may be uh, looking at through here uh, the different types of spir- the scriptures that talk about distinguishing uh, spirits and what it is that we should be looking for when someone is bringing to us a teaching. We're going to be looking at what does it really mean to be digesting solid food and how does that actually come about. And then lastly, we're going to look at daily life. Simple things of how should I relate to my coworkers how should my day get started what should what should i do when i get angry and i just want to lash out in a rage how should i treat my employees how should i treat my boss and not just take it from the standpoint of us just talking about it but how do we know or how can what steps can we take so that we can make it a reality so that As Paul said, or God said through Paul, only that you would be walking in a manner worthy of his calling and gospel. How do we walk? By faith and not by sight. God gives us lots of things to look at. And we're going to try and jump into the ones I believe the Lord is leading me to in this time frame. Holly, like I said, isn't going to be really involved right now anyway. She has got so much on her plate. Continue to pray for her. Continue to to ask the Lord to bless her and to use her mightily where she's at in her employment and for the time that she can devote because behind the scenes she devotes so much time. We will have videos coming out, those will also be out on YouTube. And um, well, they'll be on YouTube, but I'm going to be linking them in the blog section of the website. You'll also see the podcast on the front of the website. I would ask you to. Just take your traffic through the website. We don't receive any, you know, compensation, but it it allows us to help draw traffic and also for us to, if you have a question or would like to have a topic addressed, easier way through that contact uh, form right through there. All right. Until um, the next time that we get together grace and peace the lord jesus richly bless you and keep you in himself his word and have your heart overflow in joy of his salvation and remember reformation is a return to the sound doctrine of the bible revival is the practice of that sound doctrine under the power of the holy spirit